0: Good morning, this is Pastor Bill Gay, I'm here at Solid Rock Bible Church, and uh, got you the Wednesday morning message, and what I want to talk about this morning is the 144,000 witnesses that's going to take place during the tribulation. Uh, We all know that there is a tribulation coming from the study of the Bible, and the way it's beginning to look, it could, call, it could happen here almost any time. We're just waiting for the Lord to come back and take the church and get us out of here before it does start. But, you know, the Bible tells us that the tribulation period will be, well, it's going to be just a really, really bad time for all who are left here on this earth and not taken to heaven with Jesus. And the book of Revelation talks, you know, over in, in Matthew 24, it talks about wars. Talks about famine, pestilence, and, it, and even in Revelation it talks about the catastrophes that's going to be falling from the sky. And most people, you say something like this, they don't know what you're talking about. But dear in the this will take place during the time of the trumpet uh, soundings, and uh, and what I'm talking about here uh, catastrophic Catastrophes falling from the sky uh, is hail. In Revelation 16 21, <clears throat> it tells us, And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven. Every stone about the weight of a talent. A talent weighs approximately 100 pounds. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceedingly great. Can you imagine hailstones weighing a 100 pounds apiece falling? Can you imagine the damage? Can you imagine the death? Yes, it is going to be a terrible time, but that's what the Bible tells us. It tells us it's going to be a time of trouble that the earth has never seen before or will never see again. So the, the Bible has given us a warning about what is going to take place. And the Bible also tells us that that during the tribulation period there will be a time when many people will be saved. Many people say, you mean you can be saved through the tribulation? Well, that's what the Bible tells us. You can be saved through the tribulation like I've said before. If you do not bow down to the beast, take the mark of the beast, or accept the beast as your God. Those three things right there they say, if you do those, there is no chance of salvation. But if you will not receive the mark, you will not bow down to the beast, you will, you will not acknowledge him as your God, you still have that opportunity. It's going to be a rough and it's going to be a terrible time, but you can be saved is what the Bible tells us. And uh, matter of fact, it says uh, in Revelations uh chapter seven, verse nine and 10. It speaks of a great multitude that no man can number. These are saints that have gone to heaven. He said, well, listen to this. It says It says, "After this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations, kindred and people and tongues stood before the throne. This is all nationalities, all countries, all people that will accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They can be saved. It said, and they stood before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes. They said they were clothed in white robes. That white robe stands for purity. So if you've got a white robe, that means that you have been saved, or else... You will not have that robe. And it said, and and palms in their hand. Remember when Jesus came into the into the city riding the donkey, and they was waving the palm. This was a time of celebration, a time of joy, and that's what it's going to be whenever we get to heaven. It's going to be a celebration. It's going to be joy. And uh, it says in verse ten, it says and cried with a voice, these are those that, that, uh, that, that were under the altar, and they cried out with a voice saying, Salvation to our God which sits upon the throne and unto the Lamb. You know, so we can see that, that, that thousands, maybe even millions of people will come to Christ during the time of the tribulation. And the question that many people ask how will people find salvation during this terrible time on, on earth? Being as the church is not here, the church is in heaven, how are we going to find salvation? Who's going who's gonna to tell us about God? Well, God's already figured that out. There are some, now I'm going to say this and now I'm not one of these, but there are some who believe that the church will still be here during the tribulation and believe that And they believe that the church will spread the gospel. They believe that that, that there are many out there that believe the church will go through the tribulation. While they're here, they will spread the gospel of Christ. But I want to say something. As I've studied it and I've looked, there is not a single reference in the Bible about the church being here on earth. From Revelation chapter 6 through 19. And these Chapters right here covers all the details of the tribulation. The church is not mentioned as being here on earth because the church is in heaven with Jesus Christ. This is one of the reasons I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture of the church, and it's why we must look to other sources to be evangelists during this time. How are people going to hear about God? Well, you know, God's even thought of that. And he's made a way already. The book of Revelation tells us that there are different ways God will spread the gospel during the tribulation. Number one is the Bibles that are left behind. When all the Christians go to heaven, their Bibles, their tapes, their videos, CDs, all that is going to be left behind. It's not going to heaven with them. They won't need them in heaven. Because they're going to be right in the presence of God himself. And it says one of the first sources mentioned for people being saved is the Bibles left behind by Christians who have been raptured out. Revelation 6-9. When Jesus opened the fifth seal, I saw John under the altar, the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. Did you notice what I said? They had been slain for the Word of God and the witness that they had borne. It said that they were martyred because of the Word of God. It's not hard to imagine how valuable the Bible will be in the Tribulation. These were all Christians that were slain because they were still speaking the Word of God. Can you imagine someone entering a terrible day who believes that there is, now that they believe there is a God, And maybe they have even heard about this tribulation. They know the times are terrible, but they don't know how to be saved. You would really be surprised. You mean they don't know what to do? They don't know how to be saved? You would be surprised at this day and time right now, the number of the people. You can ask them, are you saved? They say, saved? What do you mean? Saved from what? No, many people even today, out in this world, do not know what to be saved means or they don't know how to be saved to come into the presence of God and be received by God you know so what will they do they are going to look desperately for a Bible tapes, CDs, anything and they, if they find them a Bible they'll study that Bible and read it like no one's ever studied it before And God will reveal himself to them through his word, just like he does to us today. That is exactly what the Bible is for, is to reveal God's word to us today. And this is God's word. Matter of fact, they said that the Bible calls it the inspired word of God. It was many people, well, men wrote that Bible. No, the Holy Spirit actually, men did write the Bible, but the Holy Spirit directed the men on what to write he told them what God wanted in there and you know God didn't have them put anything in there that he didn't want in there and they didn't leave anything out that he wanted us to know so no it is inspired word of God that Bible and we have to believe that that this is God's word to us this is God speaking to us and they are really going to need this uh, someday whenever whenever uh, this tribulation and everything takes place. You know, but the second reason or the second thing that God is going to do during this tribulation to make his word known to the people in addition to the Bibles, God will raise up 144,000 specially equipped Jewish Jewish evangelists. God has already made a way to the Jewish people. You know, here, look, look here in Revelation chapter 7, verse 3 through 4. It says, God is saying to the angels. Now see, the angels are the ones who during this tribulation are pouring out the plague Pouring out the plagues upon the earth. When God points to that angel, that angel either sounds his trumpet or during the bowl times he will pour out the plagues in the bowl upon the earth. But, the, but here in, in Revelations chapter 7, verse 3 and 4, God is saying to the angels, Do not harm the earth or the sea, or the trees, until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of the sealed, and it was 144,000, sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. These 144 Jewish evangelists, there, as, as, as most of you know, there are 12 tribes to the, to, uh, in Israel, Jacob's had 12 sons. Each son was, was, was given land. And on this land, these families raised their families there, and they became what we call a tribe, a community. And uh, there was 12 sons, so there's 12 tribes. So there was a total of 12 times 12 is 144,000. Every one of these evangelists, are from the are from the tribes of Israel. They are young Jewish men, and uh, God set apart twelve thousand young men from each tribe, which made up the total of one hundred forty-four thousand to do His work during the tribulation here on this earth. Down through the years, now, I'm I you know as I was studying this, I run across this. But he uh, said, down through the years, there has been much confusion to the identity of the 144,000. The Jehovah Witnesses believe that these are an elite group of Jehovah Witnesses who will enter into heaven while the rest will live on a paradise earth. The Jewish, excuse me, the Jehovah Witnesses believe that this 144,000 is a group of Jehovah Witnesses. The Mormons believe that they are or specially ordained Mormon high priest whose purpose is to help other Mormons achieve exaltation, which is which actually to be like God, to be a godlike status. And you know, the thing about it, the Jewish people do not believe, now I say Jewish people, I'm sorry, the, the Jehovah Witnesses, do not believe in Jesus Christ. They do not believe that he is the Son of God. Oh, they believe that he's a good man, he's a prophet, but they do not believe that he is the Son of God. And, you know, without believing in Jesus as who he is and who he says he is, he says you cannot be saved. So, at this rate, I don't think you're going to see any Jehovah Witnesses in heaven. And, but... Uh, So as we can see from the scriptures, the 144,000, they are young Jewish men called from the 12 tribes of Israel. That's what the Bible says. They are young Jewish men called from the 12 tribes of Israel. And Revelations 14.4 says that they are all virgin young men. Which means they have never been married, therefore they have no wives and they have no children so that they could devote themselves totally and completely to God and what he has called them to do. They have no family to worry about other than the family of God. And they do not have to worry about wives or children at home. They can go out and do exactly what God has called them to do. That's why he used these young men that had no families no children or no nothing, so they would be totally devoted to him and go about his work here on earth, witnessing to others to get them saved, so that they may also enter into heaven. And in Revelation chapter seven verse three, it says, "It talk, talking about the, the the Jewish young men says, and they bear the seal of God in their forehead, which means that they are protected by God." From all harm from the Antichrist. They will have the freedom to, to go about the earth, and the Antichrist cannot harm them because they simply, God put His seal on them to protect them as they go about witnessing for God, telling people about God, telling people about Jesus Christ, so that they may be saved and enter into heaven and it's and we kind of went over it, but what is their purpose i mean we read in revelation 14:4 4, they have been redeemed from mankind as first fruits for the for god and the lamb and they follow the lamb wherever he goes so we see they've been redeemed you know what that means that they are born again believers in other words now they believe in the lord jesus christ as the bible says we must do So they are saved. They're born again. They're redeemed. Some ask, well, when were they saved? And most think it was sometime right after the rapture. If not, they would have been taken in the rapture. Everyone that believed in the Lord Jesus Christ walked with Him, accepted Him as their Lord and Savior. When that trumpet sounded, the dead rose, we, were translated into heaven. So if, the, if these young Jewish men had been saved before this, they would have went to heaven too. And they said, well, how were they saved? Well, maybe they were some of the very first to read the Bibles that were left. You know, I'll just put it like this. Whoever God calls to do something for him, God also equips. God supernaturally, it's said that these young men were specifically called. God had maybe had already started working on them, getting them ready for this time. But God equips those he calls. You know, many times, well, you know, I feel like God calling me to do something, but I don't know how to do it. Well, if God's called you, God will equip you to do what he's called you to do. He's not going to leave you out there stranded. You know, he may send somebody else to you that knows what to do to teach you. Or God may just supernaturally show you what to do and how to do it and how he wants it done. So, and then he goes on here, it said, and and they are the first fruits for God and the Lamb. This means that they were the first to be saved in the tribulation. These young Jewish men were the very first to be saved during the tribulation period. Then it said that they followed the Lamb wherever he goes. This means that they have totally surrendered to doing the will of God. They have just laid everything else aside to follow and do the will of God. You know, God's will, what is God's will for them? God's will is for them to be a witness to all people on earth and to convince them to accept and to believe in Jesus Christ just as the church is doing today, or maybe I say should be doing. So, There will be a time when there will be 144,000 Jewish young men going around as evangelists, witnessing for God to get people saved so that they can be in heaven. Because the church, I really feel, is not going to be here. According to the scriptures I've read and different things, some people can read a scripture and, and see it a different way. But like I said in the Bible, in Revelation, that period in there, the church is not mentioned at all because the church is not here on earth. It is not mentioned about the church going through the the tribulation and going through all the difficulties. You know, and I have to wonder, why would God want the church to go through the tribulation? The church is his bride. We belong to God. We have served God. We've been faithful to God. We've done what God has asked us to do. We believe in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we serve God. So why would God want to put us through all this problems and trouble it's going to be through the tribulation? The tribulation is simply God pouring out his wrath on all who would not believe in His Son, Jesus Christ, who didn't believe in Him, who totally served, I was going to say who served the enemy and things like that. God did not mean for His church to suffer and go through the tribulation because they had been faithful to Him. So I really feel like that uh, the church will not go through the tribulation. But what the church needs to do right now is be a witness to everybody you get that opportunity to, to tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people are starting to ask questions now that never asked questions before. They can see the times are changing. They, some of them have read the Bible a little bit, And they can see some things in there that's taking place right now. And now they're asking questions about this. And that's good. Just let me ask you a question. Are you prepared to answer their questions when they they ask you? Can you tell them about Jesus Christ? Can you tell them what he did on that cross? Can you tell them how he died? How he was buried? Then on that third day, he arose from the grave. Yes, he was He he arose from the grave. He is alive today. He's sitting in heaven right now at the right hand of God, interceding for the church. When our prayers go up, Jesus receives them and then he presents them to God. Jesus is alive and well. He's sitting on his throne at the right hand of God. But there is a time coming. It's not that far off. I don't believe that God is going to look over at his son and say, son, You'll get my church, and the rapture will take place. Let me ask you a question. If that rapture took place today, would you be ready? Or would you be one of those left behind? I don't know if any of you ever saw those movies or not. Left behind? Well, they're pretty accurate. But will you be left behind, or will you go to heaven? That choice is yours, and you're the only one that can make it. Nobody can make it for you. God gave us a free will and we are to, to, to make up our mind to serve God or to serve the world. Which are you serving? If it's serving the world, you're in a lot of trouble. But right now, you still have that opportunity to change, to turn around. You know what turn around means? Turn around simply means to repent. And ask God to come into your life, to bless you, forgive you of your sins. And you can begin your walk with him right now. While there's still time, and you will be taken out of here before this terrible, terrible time hits. So I hope you know that you need to make a choice. Because this, this time is getting closer and closer. and It could happen at any moment. So if you would, would you pray with me? Father God, I'm a sinner. I know that my life is not what it should be. But Lord, I want to change that. I want to come to you. I want to serve you. Lord, I do believe in you. I do believe in God. I do believe that you have a son that came and died for my sins. And I'm going to receive him right now as my Lord and as my Savior. I receive you, Jesus Christ, and ask you to come into my life. You know, if you've done this, you are now on your way to heaven. But I'm going to have to say it. You've got to mean it in your heart. It can't just be words that you're speaking. You have to believe it. You have to believe it in your heart. And then just like it says in Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's anybody. I don't care what you've done, where you've been, what you've been into, the kind of problems you've had, all the stuff you've gone through. God's grace is greater than any sin that you have ever committed. And God will forgive you if you come to him in your heart and ask him to forgive you and to come into your life. Don't wait. Do it today. Just as the Bible says, for today is the day of salvation. Today is... Because my friend, we may not have tomorrow. Well, I'm going to close. I want to thank you if you was here today and listen. But we got to remember that time is running out; it's getting closer and closer. So I'm just asking you to really think about it in your heart, and for you to ask the Lord Jesus Christ into your life and know that you have eternal life in heaven, and you've bypassed hell. You bypass the tribulation. You bypass all that stuff. So, thank y'all for being here today. And I'll see you next Wednesday. God bless each and every one of you. Thank y'all again.